Yo, yo, yo. You already know what time it is. This is your boy Joe. And you are now tuning in to another episode of From the Nosebleeds. Episode 14. I got my homie Corey as usual in the building. What's good? What's good? And I got a very special guest for me. A longtime friend. The one and only. I am Theo Damas. Theo's in the business. Let's get it right. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, bro. You don't need to leave up Cody to go to Wakaiba. You don't know how to play. A thousand consonants together, okay? Now. You already know who it is. But finally, I'm finally on here, bro. I'm finally on here, dog. He was supposed to be on here couple times but we had we had technical difficulties last time but um he finally made it man um theo bro you do a lot of other things bro you know you're a professional athlete you do other things uh with your tp6 tell us a little bit about that and um what, what uh where you're trying to go with it well all right so tp6 uh, stands for the Pivot Six, and it's my mentorship organization that I've created. Uh, started in uh, 2020 in the midst of COVID, and uh, we focus on specialize in teaching people how to pivot in life. All right, mm-hmm. pivots are shifts in life that cause you to go after a desire differently. Um, a lot of people teach you know the importance of process, but not a lot of people teach you how to handle the changes within the process, and that's mm-hmm. what we specialize in. So we are geared towards giving people tools in order to recognize when it's time to pivot in life and how to navigate those pivots. And so humans link with stories. So we don't come with people with answers. We come with perspective. So, and it's up to the person to, uh, to, to determine what's the best fit for them or if it's a fit at all, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really a, it's really something to where we're not coming looking to to solve anything. We're just looking to have somebody inspired that they're not the only ones that's been through it as well. For sure. And For to sure. learn from it. So it's just, you know, it's, it's really what is needed now since so many people are not used to human interaction because of being in quarantine so long. You know, mm-hmm. especially, especially youth. So. That's what we. That, that's that's TP six, man. Hey man, yeah, dope. it's it's a yeah, bro. Um, definitely, when I was in Houston, I what he was doing down there, and it was really really dope um, experience to see. Um, like it's it's an opportunity that the youth nowadays need someone that's you know somewhat. <clears throat> To, to show them a guidance, a path that, you know, you're not alone in this world and kind of show them some guidance. And this um, program that you started, man, is dope. And um, 
support it. You also got a clothing line, you know what I'm saying, that with a logo. So, you know, I will throw out all that information at the end of this episode and support my man's um with Appreciate this that. um That's with this good. movement he's doing. Can you tell me we had a doctor on the show today? We need to reintroduce this man. Theo, Theo, Theo Huxtable in the building. Then. Theo. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Oh, boy, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, now that we got that all out the way, we're going to talk about some sports. Mm. Um, we're first going to get into this hot free agency. Uh, obviously, um, we've been keeping up with the moves, the obvious moves and the moves that our, uh, teams are trying to, uh, excel in the league. And, um, I want to know y'all take about it. Uh, I'm gonna let y'all go first and, um, see what y'all got to say about the free agency thus far. Um... We all, all right, everybody can talk about the Lakers. We know what the Lakers have done. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the East. Mm. Miami mm. put together a juggernaut. Yes. Mm. With, with, one, with, with one trade, I mean, with one sign uh, with Tucker and then Oladipo being able to, like, rehab in Miami. You know, oh, where yeah. people really bounce back. You know yeah. what I mean? And Chicago, bro. Chicago's about to be a monster. Correct. <laughs> you got, totally you got Lonzo, you got White, you got Levine, you got DeRozan. Marketing. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yo, what? I think, yeah. I think you know? it's, a, it's a really good – I think they, they beefed up um, their team to where there can be – a contender in the East. Now, a finals contender, I'm not sure, but a legit contender for a lot of these teams that are, you know, the contenders. But um, I won't take too much of the time. Go ahead. Y'all Y'all go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, first of all, before I even jump into this, let me just say, man, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan right now. Like, mm-hmm. typically for me, the summers are kind of the dry season, you know, just kind of waiting for football to start. You know, basketball is usually not making too much noise. You know I'm not watching no baseball. So it's like <laughs> so summertime is usually like the driest part of the year for me. But it's, it's been super right. dope. Got the Olympics going on right now. You got hella uh, free agency stuff going on in basketball. We got the Hall of Fame game tonight, football. So, you know, it's a big deal. So, I mean, even mm-hmm. baseball right now, some of the trades they got going on is kind of crazy. So. Uh, but jumping into this this NBA free agency, man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a minute to talk about the Lakers, if you don't mind. So, I uh, at first I was a little skeptical, especially of the the Westbrook move, because uh, I wasn't quite sure how uh, he would fit in with LeBron and AD. I was a little skeptical about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But what's really made me comfortable is the pieces they surrounded them with. So outside of that big three, you know, they're three superstars, they're three, uh, you know, grown men. I know they'll figure it out. It might take you know, the first quarter of the season to kind of figure out how to gel, but I'm not worried about that. I know they got that figured out. Mm-hmm. What I was more so concerned about is the surrounding pieces because that's been the LeBron saga almost every year, no matter what team he plays for. You know what he brings to the table. You know he's a walking double-double, triple-double, but it's always about are you surrounding him with the right pieces, the right role players, the right shooters, the right defenders. Uh, and honestly, I feel like that's what L.A. did um, with the signing of uh, all these other pieces, whether it's Melo, whether it's Dwight, whether it's uh, Wayne Ellington, whether it's Ariza, 
you know, so on and so forth. Like, y'all can talk about the age all you want to. That's all these comments I keep hearing, blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. fine. But they're signing dudes who have been there and have proven that they know how to play the game, especially when it counts. So they may they may coast through the, through the season. They may not end up being the one seed at the end of the year, but it doesn't matter to me. They can come in as a six, seven, eight seed. I don't care. They got dudes, proven veterans, who are going to show up when it counts. And that's that's why I absolutely love what the Lakers have done. Uh, when you move to the east side, I, I'm with you on Miami, so I'm not going to comment too much on that. But let me talk about Chicago. I wish Omari was here for this. I'm about to talk about it. I'm about to rag <laughs> on his team real quick. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, to me, made absolutely no noise whatsoever. All Chicago did was go out and buy big names who don't mm-hmm. fit. They don't fit together at all. I, I don't see how this team is going to gel. Uh, I don't see how these pieces are going to intertwine, how they're going to play together. Uh, let me let me just ask you this. I'm, I know we usually say trivia to the end, but let me go ahead and quiz you real quick, Joe, if you don't mind. Uh, how tall is Lonzo Ball? Do you happen to know? Um, we're doing pretty good. Actually, I got a square from the company uh, that I use. Uh, is this man ordering Lonzo Ball is? He's about six seven. Close enough. Six six. He's six six. Would you happen okay. to know how much he weighs by any chance? Just just take a guess. Uh I'll say two fifteen. Two hundred. You're you're close. Okay. Six six okay. two hundred. Uh okay. would you happen to know how tall DeMar DeRozan is? Six seven. Close enough. He's six six. Uh would you happen to you want to take a guess at his weight by any chance? Um Two. It's not a trick question. Two hundred pounds. <laughs> Two hundred okay. pounds. Same okay. answer. Last okay. question for you. I know you got okay. this. I know you got it. I know you got it. Here we go. Focus. focus. All right, I'm gonna focus. Zach Levine. Would you mind taking a guess how tall he is? All right, he's six six. There you go. There we go. There and go. last one. Last one. Take a guess how much Zach Levine weighs. About one ninety nine. Mm, I give you that. I give you that. You got three, <laughs> three identical. Light-skinned brothers on the same team playing the same position. I don't understand how that's going to fit or how that makes them any better, to be quite All honest. Right. I, I really don't. going to be a problem. The, yeah, I, yeah, I, bro. I don't see it. I think I I love, I'm telling you why. They're, they're two different styles. Someone explain go it ahead. to me, please. Go, go ahead. Go please ahead, explain yeah. it to me. Because, listen, Lonzo now – Kobe White's coming off the bench. Just call it what it is. Okay. Of course. Lonzo Ball is now able – to just play with the ball in his hands. He ain't got to he ain't got to share time with Bledsoe. He ain't got to worry about nobody else. He can really just run and have two legitimate slashers on both wings that have two different skill sets mm-hmm. and are both slashers at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even have to shoot the ball because marketing marketing is a stretch four. Correct. He's coming off the bench, by the way. So now this is the first time Lonzo has really been around shooters consistently. Uh, see, I got, I got to disagree. No, I, 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 I totally agree. Well, Mark because because what what shooters did he have in L.A. What uh, Julius Randle? Well, yeah, that was L.A. was a long time ago, though. L.A. Yeah, was, was a long time ago. What I'm saying is, you, you Lonzo has never had a team to where he could just go. Cause he, cause look, even when he was in New Orleans, Bledsoe and him had the split time. You can't get no rhythm. 
like that, when Lonzo was good, it was when it was the ball was in his hand and he could just make it happen. But that's exactly my point for you, though. The two players, Levine and DeRozan, they're best with the ball in their hands. So no, they're not. They're best with slashers. So? That's why. Because yeah. look, because look, 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 look. When when DeMar DeRozan was best, right? Who was his point guard? He had his highest points per game average last yeah. year. His, I mean, his point guard, his point guard, last his year. point guard was was Kyle Lowry. Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Last How year? many points did Kyle last Lowry year? score? No, last no, 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 no. Demar, Wait, Demar well, averaged well, a career well, high last year. No, man, that, that was who's the point guard? He got those. He got those points because the game is faster. When the game was slower, he was still averaging the same amount of points. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. he was still able to play with the scoring guard because mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is a walking 18 and nine dot. So he's not just passing the ball. He's scoring the ball as well. So to say that he's not effective in the way that he just needs the ball, that's not a true statement. Mm. Zach Levine either. Zach Levine, yeah. Zach Levine is a dog. Zach Levine you know, is and a dog. He, and the reason why he had those 30, 40-point games because he had to have those 30, 40-point games. His coach was – there was literally an interview where his coach was trying to mail it in and he was like, no, nah, man, forget this. And that was the game he went for 40 and came back and won the game. Then the coach was like, oh, good job. There was literally an interview like that. So it's not because he wants to. It's because he has to. So he can easily play winning basketball if somebody else is facilitating. Easily. So, so like, we're, like, not realizing that Zach Levine has only played losing basketball. And you mean to tell me he's not willing to change to win? I don't think he has to change much of anything. I'm saying the pieces that they changed around him is not going to make much of a difference, if you ask me. To me, at the, at the end of the year, let me just ask you, regardless of this argument, at the end of the year, where do you see the Bulls finishing in the East? Oh, I see them top top five. I do, too. No, I do higher, too. Than, no higher than the 60. I can promise you that. I do. Well, well first of all, we're ignoring Shoot, the six fact. is pretty good, too. Well, hold on. <laughs> After these moves he just made, you talk about they made game-changing moves and they're only going to end up in the 60s? Well, hey, we're in first year in, in a in a in a stacked East. I don't see that as a problem. I don't see it as a problem either. I don't see it as a problem either. At we're ignoring all. the fact, but we're ignoring the fact that they have Vucevic on the squad too. And don't like let's let's not let's not let's not hold on. Who out of these five plays any defense? By the way, I'm just hold trying, on, I'm just trying hold to on. Let's not forget Lonzo. Nikola Vucevic is all right. So that's the easy twenty and ten bucket. Easy Lonzo twenty don't play and ten. Defense? I can drop twenty and ten with the magic. I'm just saying, but that's all another topic. Okay. Nah, Lonzo, Lonzo don't play nah. defense. He's not known for defense. No, no sir. <laughs> no sir. The 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 Rosen the I think the Rosen um de- plays defense. Lonzo is not a <laughs> lockdown defender. He can play defense, but. Is he a lockdown defender? No. Will he get you a couple steals? Bro, yeah. There's only three lockdown defenders in the league. But the, to say to say play defense, that's like very vague statement. Like everybody plays defense, but Man, can you stop somebody from scoring? Is he on the all defensive team? Do you send him out to lock down your best player? The answer to both of those questions is no. No, no, because he's the getting all defensive he, second team. He, no, third he's team. Getting, no, he, he's getting a bucket on. He's get people are scoring on him. So. I would say, are they the best defensive team? Totally, the best defender on that team is DeRozan. Now, we, that, he can... what? Well, as where far does as that come from? when has that man ever about... locked anyone down? 
We're talking about out of the, out of so them we're... three. Zach oh, Levine three, don't play out defense. Out Okay, out of we're, three. Okay, he's yeah, the best. Yeah, and we're talking about Zach Levine don't play defense at all. Okay, so let's okay. get that out of the way. I'm not even mentioning his name. Okay, Lonzo does play defense. He does play defense, and he can get some. He's a he's a stretch guard, so he can from the one to two he can guard them. Right, but he doesn't play defense. He said what? He said Lonzo can play defense. Man. All right. He's gonna need like, to because he's the only one out of start five that even has the ability to. That's that's just what I'm throwing out there. But I don't. I don't want to steal the whole stage. I don't want to steal the stage. Joe, Joe, you, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, no, it's 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 totally fine because I have actually a lot to say that you probably <laughs> I probably would have to uh, comment on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> however, we're gonna go back to the Lakers. Um, are they gonna win? Um. A championship this year, um, Bill can probably win the senior citizen championship, play wow. with Doris and them, and uh, and wow. win and then uh, win those in that in that field. However, when it comes to, and I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say with some logic behind it, obviously, I'm not gonna say something outlandish and not speak on what I have to say. No, 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 okay. I ain't say anything yet. Okay. Um, this team looks great on paper. Seven years ago, five years ago, this team is a hands down winning it all. I'm not even. That's not even a question. Not a question, right? So hmm. it's an all star team technically. Uh, about five, seven years ago. Now, no, <laughs> it's not. It looks good on paper, but. The players is like going through the season. Their health is gonna be is gonna be what makes them. Now, are all these players gonna be healthy through, during a long eighty two season? I don't think so. Like AD can barely stay healthy before this. Um, you got Westbrook right now. I don't think he was a really great addition. I'm gonna tell you why, because the style that he plays. It's not the style that LeBron and them are trying to do. LeBron likes to play the slow pace, pick and roll. Um, get, every, get everybody, get everybody, hold on, hold on, get everybody involved type offense. Um, what Westbrook likes to do, he likes to run and gun. He likes to run down the court every single play, uh, pass to somebody that's running with him constantly. Or just taking the taking the um, the sh- the shot in the paint, or just trying to do something irresponsible, right? And <laughs> like, all, like all like all the time. Granted, yes, he's been. I'm not gonna try and counter what he's done in the league, but in his style of offense, he likes it his way. And to go on someone's team or LeBron's team, let's just say it as that. To go on LeBron's team and, and try to kind of be a be the person that doesn't have his way as much, I think is gonna cause some type of friction. Um, now, will they obviously try to work that out and try to um, make it work? Maybe, but you got a lot of ball dominant people now um, that are trying to get there, you know what I'm saying? No one's trying to... 
Well, LeBron will probably try to give up some stuff um, to try to make the team better, but I think Westbrook is just still going to try and play his way, and I don't know how that's going to work. Um, Melo, I love Melo, but same Melo in New York or Nuggets. You got Dwight, obviously, we know who, what he is now. Trevor Reza, what? Uh, Malik Muck is the only person that I'm kind of, like, intrigued about. Um, <laughs> he's a way better shooter than KCP was, and he's a bucket getter. Like, he did, like, he he's a bucket getter. So, I like Malik Muck. Uh, Wayne Ellington, what? Uh, Kent Bazemore, what? Like, Kendrick Nunn, it's like, okay, I get it. He's a good backup point guard, but like, come on now. I think this team is is hyped up, and they still are not going to beat the um, are not going to beat the Nets, in my opinion. Um, I think that's going to be the finals, but I don't think they have a they don't have what the Nets have. It's which is which is everybody on that team can shoot. They can play defense. They're um they're younger. They're gonna be able to last longer on the on the court with the um and I just feel as if they're they have a better chemistry now. With all these additions right now, their chemistry is gonna be a little messed up and confusing. Cause now it's like who's gonna take the last shot? You got Melo, AD, LeBron, and Russ, and everybody gonna fight to, and there's just gonna be too much throwing the ball. But well, you take it, you take it, you take it. No, I'm gonna take it, and then someone's just gonna mess up. Bro, I'm confused so, because you're talking all this, this and that, this and that, but you still got them in the final. So I'm a little, I'm scratching my head <laughs> over here, like, okay, where, where's the issue? Well. If you look at if you look at it depends on what moves are being made by the other teams, right? Um, I don't see any big gigantic moves being made in the West yet. There's none left. All the big names are gone. No, Kawhi still opted out of his contract. Kawhi's signing with the Clippers. Everybody knows that. I thought this was okay. last week. Who who knows? Who knows what Kawhi did? He opted out of the player option. He may resign, obviously, but that's He's not just restructuring sure. his game deal, game. There's still Dame is still up in the air um on what on what's gonna happen. He may end up staying this year. That's great. And um Ben Simmons going to the Warriors. And if that happens, if Ben Simmons goes to the Warriors, they can compete. Um I know the Lakers can compete with them. If Ben Simmons goes what? to the Warriors. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and let me tell you why. For Please. one for one, for it to work, Ben Simmons is going to have to change his position. He's not going to play the point guard role, obviously, right? So if he moves to the four, he would be a dominant four person. He's not going to be a stretch four. He's going to be a true four, and he will be dominant at that role if he goes there. And that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to accept that. And the trade will obviously be maybe for Draymond or somebody, but they ain't going to give up <clears> – <throat> They're not going to give up Clay or Steph. So, um, if they can keep Draymond, great. But when I, from what I'm hearing, Draymond is not part of the package. It's like a, a, a Wiseman. Uh, maybe Wiggins is going to be thrown in there, and um, a first, first or second round pick. 
for Ben Simmons. And if that's the case, that's a great trade for them. And they will be definitely in contenders for the Western Conference Finals if that happens. So that's that's my opinion, but we'll wait to see what that says uh, when that happens. However, Chicago made some really good moves, and we're sleeping on the Heat. The Heat made some really good additions to where they can be make some noise um, in a playoff run. So we'll see. I don't – the Knicks, Kimba – I think he's kind of washed up. He may end up having a revival in the Knicks uniform, but I don't know. I We know what Kimba used to be, but he's starting to become a little injury prone as well, too. So we'll see. I like the pieces they added, though. I like the pieces they added with Evan Fournier. Um, they also re-signed a lot of their players that they did well with um, and added Kimba. So Hey, the Knicks going to the playoffs could be a, a thing now moving forward. I just want to throw one one random thing out there, and this doesn't necessarily apply to your argument, but just the logic that I'm not quite getting with people, especially when it comes to the Lakers, right? Because people don't apply, and this is my issue with a lot of arguments, people apply the logic they want to apply to one thing, but then they completely forget that logic when it comes to their arguments. We talk about the Lakers, and everybody talks about them being old, L-A-R-P, whatever group. Mm-hmm. But the average age of the Lakers is 31.4, 31.4 years of age. But people, for some reason, don't apply that same logic when you look at a team like Golden State. When people don't even realize that Clay is 31, Dre is 31, uh, Steph is 33. If you average those three, just their three main players together, that's 32 years of age on average. Like They're still in their reason, prime, though. They're still in their prime. And they're not, and they're not as they, as, they're not as, as what I would say. They're a little more healthy besides Clay. Uh, what I'm about to say, Clay is the most injured player in the entire league. For I said, years. but so that's why I said, about? that's why I said besides Clay, they're a little bit more healthier. Besides everyone on the list, not the Steph that, too. Steph I, is I, not. I, Steph is a walking glass. Oh no, not no more. He used to be. He used to be. Not no more. People are not using totally different logic when it comes to these two different teams just to support the argument. Like, come on now. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there because we weren't even talking about the Warriors, but I'm just throwing it out there. How people don't apply the same logic to one situation as they do to the other. Hey, man. That's all. all. We're we're talking about modern day. We're talking about present day. And present present day, day... What are you talking no, about? But, no one's talking but, about the but, 90s. <laughs> but no, but no, but present day, present day right now, the Lakers are dealing with a lot of people that have been injured recently. And oh. besides Clay, besides Clay, besides Clay, like I said, besides Clay, Clay, which is a third of the group we're talking about, we're talking about 33%. But we're, but that's the whole, the whole team in the Lakers, though. <laughs> like, team. Even, Le, even LeBron has been injured recently and is dealing with stuff. AD's uh, walking like Disney can't walk down the street without getting hurt. Somebody <laughs> blow on him, he get hurt. Bro, West, so, Westbrook, like, like, and Le- Westbrook and LeBron alone are the two most dependable players in the league for the last 10 years straight. That's a fact. As of right now, as they get older, LeBron's turning 37 in okay, December. We're talking about age, but did I not just say that the Golden State Warriors big three are older? But, but that's five years younger. 
I'm talking about average. We're talking about average here. Forget On the average. average. LeBron is 37. Steph Curry's 33. Hey, hey. Who's missed more games? Who's missed more games? Hey, but hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Who's missed more hold games? Hold Just answer that one hey. question. Who's missed more games? Hey, y'all. Oh, boy. Hey, hold on. Uh, I, wanna, I just want to interject. I just want to interject. Go ahead. The, go the ahead, fact Gio. that he is – the fact that he's saying in a 10-year span he's correct. And at the same time, Russell Westbrook and LeBron have been injured in the last year alone. So, though that stat is correct, in most recent times, they both suffered injuries. So, now y'all can continue. Well, I mean, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, the recently, granted, yes, LeBron has been healthy his whole entire career. His whole 17, 18-year career, he hasn't suffered injury until – now so recently but that's what i'm saying as he's getting older those injuries are going to be more more of a thing because his body no matter how much millions of dollars he's going to put into it yeah, it that. still can't sustain but the 82 season plus the but of is, course is he going to do a lot more rest yes does time not apply to everyone else in the league bro that you can make of that course. argument for anybody as they get older of course, they're more prone but what to what I'm saying is, as of right now, the Warriors are younger. So even if they're in their 30s, that's cool. It's still four or five years younger. You can still, you're still semi in your prime and in, in your 30, in your early 30s. When you start reaching past 35, 36, 37, that's when you start to. That's one person on the Lakers that we're talking. I only applies to LeBron. No, Trevor Reza is thirty six. You got Dwight Howard. Oh, I'm, I'm talking talk about these bitch scrubs. Thirty. Okay, <laughs> Melo is thirty seven. Nobody's talking about, about these that. bitch scrubs. Melo's gonna start. What are you talking about? Bro, Melo's Melo gonna is... start. You got Mark Gasol who's thirty six. <laughs> you got okay. You got Mark Gasol who's thirty six. You got you got Dwight Howard thirty five. Wayne Ellington thirty four. The list goes on and on. <laughs> Westbrook is 33, <laughs> and he's about to turn 34 this year. Westbrook is the same age as Steph Curry, bro. The same, they're both That's one player, So what are we talking bro? about? That's one player. That's one player. The youngest person is um, uh, THT and what? He's 21. Other than that, it goes AD, who's turning 29 this year. And his knees are worse than LeBron's. Oh, but he's not. He, you talk about his knees, but he's not in his prime when he's younger than everybody. She just named. Like, no, he's, on, the he, logic is not consistent here. He's in the his prime. He's in his prime. I think oh, he's but in it, his but prime. His knees. But his knees. Wait, right? no, he's saying something really valid with his injuries. I, I don't know why you're downplaying that. I, I That's don't. I, don't I, I, I'm, I, I'm missing it. That's like, what do you get? What do you not get? He's not healthy. If he was healthy, I wouldn't be having this conversation. With his knees makes him like 34. <laughs> like, if you want to okay, be nah. honest, if you want to okay, be nah. honest, you want to be real with you, like, he might as well damn near be th- in the 30s with his boys. Okay, nah. well, well, Steph's ankle <laughs> makes well. him 40. Steph's ankle makes him 40, and Clay's ACL makes him about 50 by now because he tore it twice. So, so tell me Steph what's Steph has up. not been injured nah. with his ankles in the past five years, bro. Okay, He's nah. been, he has two MVPs. And he's won three championships. The last time oh, we're talking about, I thought we were talking about recently. before that. Yeah, the whole argument. Okay, that recently, was the last but... time. That was the last time he had an ankle injury. Okay, it was like seven years ago. So what are you talking about right now? <laughs> Where is this? Recently, re- no, recently, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm calm as a damn <laughs> church mouse right now. I'm saying, I'm, where is this <laughs> math at? <laughs> all I'm saying is that. 
you're not talking anything recent. Only and thing you t- you're talking you about recent up is playing. Championships, MVP seasons. When is that? How is that recent, my dude? 17, 16, and just recently uh, scoring champ. At Bro, 33. I'm not talking about scoring chat. You said you you specifically said championship and MVP. Were those recent? Recent enough? No, bro. He was just talking. <laughs> he was about the logic now. He was using. <laughs> he enough. was using that as a time frame of when he uh, had the last injury, dog. Uh, that's exactly. Doing, that's bro. it. That's it. That's he it. wasn't even talking about them as being a valid point. Like I'm Thank just you. listening. Thank but you. Thank I just you. wanted to be. Convinced. I mean, if you have more to say. Theo about this time. Uh, nah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know where the hell y'all going, honestly, bro. <laughs> like, it just, it just sounds like a goddamn spinning wheel right now. I mean, we're talking about um, recently, but this man started five games in 2019. No, he was talking, stuff. but yeah, you're not but listening that's, that's to what you're saying, and he's not listening to what you're saying. So it's I, really I going back it. and forth to nothing. Yeah, it's but all good. I do want to get back to the point um, about. Uh, well, first off, let, let's get something straight. You can never underestimate a professional athlete, dog. For sure. So, like, I we didn't see Melo drop pounds to fit a certain role. So, if this motherfucker got to shred down to become a better defender and get up and down the court, he's going to do it, regardless of how much his knees buckle when he ran. Correct. You know what I mean? So, it, let's, let's not underestimate, you know, pros, you feel me? But – this Ben Simmons thing, dog. <laughs> who, who the hell wants Ben Simmons, dog? Like, let's really be real about this, bro. Now, if I'm the Warriors, I'm not going after Ben Simmons, bro. Now, it makes now I'm gonna tell you why it makes sense. It only makes sense if he changes his position. And we talked Does about it, and we, and and we talked wait, about wait, this. wait, 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 because you Go said ahead. that before, and I'm gonna tell you yeah. why it's not a good thing if he changes position. Go ahead, okay. All right, cool. now peep game. In order for him to thrive at that position, in order for him to get there, you have to give up Wiseman, right? Yeah. Okay. What can Wiseman do on the court? He's a stretch. He can he can shoot. He's a stretch. Uh, and and five. He can, you know he can block. He can run. He can, he block. can, he can do a yeah. lot. Okay. Now, what does Ben Simmons do? Draymond doesn't do. Ooh, um, man! So what do you need? What do you need Ben Simmons for to have one person who really ain't gonna shoot on the court? I think well, for one, he he's longer than Draymond. Granted, granted, does that does that mean that? Draymond but you got can't, you, can't but you guard? got a seven one Wiseman behind you. So what do you need that for? He's not as you, he's you not he's not Draymond. but he's not as athletic as as Ben Simmons. Wiseman isn't as athletic. The athleticism that Ben Simmons has is, is impressive. He has a lot of athleticism. Can he All shoot? Right. Obviously not. Can he defend? Yes. He now we're talking about defender. He can defend. So Draymond can't defend? He can defend. He can okay. defend, but that makes their team. That that makes your team uh more of a more of a lockdown squad to where the, he can guard that four or five position, and that's what I'm saying. And he can pa- he's a good passer, he's a better passer I think than Draymond too. 
But I don't think I don't think him, I don't think Draymond should leave. I think he can still be a part of that process. I just think that that role that he's gonna play, if the well, it sounds like that's what's gonna happen soon. Um, there's a lot of talks about that happening. Bro, either either think. either the Warriors or or Portland Bro. is where he's headed. It's yeah. either Portland or uh, or the Warriors. So those two scenarios, I mean, I don't really see it working out in Portland. It it makes sense to me and the Warriors. I think they can move him around to where they can utilize him in a different way. So that, I got a question. I got yeah. a question. How many how many years has Ben Simmons been in the league? Uh, well, he's in the fifth season, I think. Fifth or sixth season, right? Fifth or sixth season, yeah. Okay. Is is Wiseman going to be better than Ben Simmons at, in year five or six? Um, hard to tell. The answer is yes, bro. Hard to tell, bro. You never know. Bro, this, bro he – bro, the dude was injured. He was. And but when he was on the court, he was a problem. I wouldn't say a problem. I wouldn't he, say that. <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a problem. But he was maybe like when he figured uh, it out right before he got injured. It was maybe an issue. <laughs> like, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I watched some of Wiseman's games, games bro. bro. Right before he got injured, there was a seven-game stretch. Right before he got injured, bro, he was averaging sixteen and twelve a game. Seven okay, games, yeah, oh my dude. Seven games. That's uh, okay, that, but but that's but that's decent. And then again, you had a you had a Clay who wasn't who wasn't there, so you had to give him more of the touches. With with Clay being there, will Wiseman average that? No, no. Like he had to he had to get some of those touches because there was another superstar that wasn't there. So can we get something out of you? You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate Bro, you giving rookie. me that. I don't think he's going to be – no. Do I see him becoming a, a dominant or even a, a really good role player? I think he's going to be a really good role player. Uh, all-star in five years? No. But I think he's going to be have, have the Ben Simmons accolades that, that Ben Simmons has now as far as all-star, defensive, defensive first team, all that stuff? No, I don't. Bro, what has that gotten him, bro? It doesn't – I'm talking about just the act. He got it, though. He got it, though. Regardless of how sorry he is, and I think he is sorry, he has the accolades. Do I think do I think Wiseman is gonna have that same resume? No. Is he gonna be an all-star? No, he's gonna be a, a really good role player. He's seven one and skinny and can and, and, and doesn't know how to dominate in the paint. He can he's always trying to shoot. Who dominates in the paint, bro? I'm the same. If you seven one at this day and age. You have to have both both games. You can't just be a, a seven one shooter. Bro, there's only two people in the league that do that, bro. That does what specifically? That can score in the paint and shoot, bro. There's only two people like that, bro. Who right now? AD Joel and who else? And B, Joel Embiid. Correct. And the Joker, bro. And the Joker, right? Okay. So if that's the benchmark at your height. No, bro, you're comparing a rookie to MVPs, bro. I'm not. No, 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 no. You asked a specific question prior to this conversation. You said, 
is Wiseman going to be better than Ben Simmons bat, in year five or in, six? In year five or six. That, no. And, so you're looking at But I'm also looking at his height and his position and what, and what he's going to be if he bulks up or whatever the case may be in that, in that position on that team. No. <laughs> like, is he going to be better than Kevin Looney? Yes. But <laughs> is he going to be like, no, I don't even see him. I, I can't even see him being like uh, Nikola Vucevic. I can see him bare, bare, and, and, and he's good. He's not a scrub, no means necessary. He has the All-Stars to prove it. He has the – I don't see him averaging 20 and 10 in the league, to answer your question. I see him averaging 15 at, at best and eight. Not even double digits. And like you're, and you're, and you're sound like five. Ben Simmons' playoff numbers. Hey. But, no, you make it sense. You, make it you know sense. what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, and Ben Simmons, I just think he just needs to switch it up a little bit um, to get his confidence back. And I think that someone needs to put him in a position to where he can be successful. Um, we had a show about Ben Simmons um, about a month ago. Um, and I honestly think if he, you know, actually accepts the fact that he can't shoot, because clearly he doesn't want to work on it. It's been year five and year six, and he doesn't want to work on his game as far as shooting. If you don't want to work on it, cool. You can still be in the league. But because you have that little set him to be there, but accept a different role so that you can thrive and stop getting roasted. And your confidence is starting to dwindle because, like, right now you're starting to look like trash. You're starting to look like, Washed up goods. Like, I don't even know. Like, you're good, but you're not. And he, he has a lot of potential. And I think if he just changes his position, he'll be able to dominate that. And there's been people that's done that and realized, like, okay, like, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, people who change from the point guard to shooting guard and can just go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and have thrived. People have done that. So... I just think that's what he needs to do. Ben Simmons, if you listen, just listen, okay? Um, <laughs> anyways, we talked about this a little bit too long, so we're going to transition to this into a little more of a serious topic, right? Um, mental illness has been a very – well, not just sports. It's um, in this society for for – a lot of reasons. Uh, mental illness is a, is a, is a very serious thing, and um, it also pertains to sports as well too. Um, so I guess the question in this segment <clears throat> is really: Is it mental health or versus mental toughness? Um, what what is it when it comes to sports? And I'm gonna let y'all kind of take the floor on that. I'm gonna go ahead and let the doc go first. Is the doc here? I don't <laughs> know who the doc is, dude. 
<laughs> you, bitch. <laughs> we let Theo. Theo, you take care of it. Uh, start us off. Um. Well, I would say I would just talk from experience. I know, I know. For me, there were definitely times where I needed to um, that I needed to talk to somebody and and um, and like really, really go to therapy, bro. When I was doing this professional ball thing, and um, and I didn't, and I thought it was something that was tied to you know the cliche you know, work till you don't, you know, don't sleep until you make it and give it everything you got, sleep is for the week and, you know, just got to keep working harder and doing all this stuff and, you know, and not understanding balance, bro. And and I dipped into depression because Mm -hmm. it was, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of things that I thought I can control that I, that I took a lot of value in that weighed heavy on me. And, um, and that sunk me into a pit, bro. It sunk me mm-hmm. into a pit, and it wasn't until I actually did talk to somebody, and you know, and, and seek that, and seek that guidance, and 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 whatnot, that I got up out of it. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 often, and often, especially in, um, I mean, I can say in the black community, but I've seen it all over. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it in the Asian community too, to where your feelings don't matter, bro. And and now I think we've gone to a whole nother extreme um, to where we were so desensitized and now everything with technology is has moved so rapidly to the other to the other side that now there's no context for the feelings that we do take take in. And, And sometimes that gets wrapped up into not really caring because, oh, whatever you say, Johnny, or. Oh, whatever makes you, you know, and and a lot of these and a lot of people now, because I know they have so many emotions and so much information, but they don't have the information to process. They don't have the tools to process it. Mm. And sometimes, and sometimes um, now, a lot of kids were sitting sitting a feeling that they don't even know why they have it, you know, which is different than what we did because we would, we would just all right, nah, this ain't no feeling. I'm going to just go do it. And we just suppress. Yeah. You know, now they're like in it, but don't know what it means. Mm. So it's two different extremes. And so that's why I was so, you know, I was proud of the two, you know, women in the Olympics that did what they did, you know, to protect their mental, their mental state. Because that's a lot of things that, shoot, kids, adults, will do, you know, with the fear of being perceived as a quitter or being perceived as somebody that's inadequate. Yeah. And to have somebody at the at the at the world's literally the universe's top stage to do that. I mean that's that's huge. You feel me? But that's something that is still to this day it's like I, I see coaches all the time demeaning their players and thinking that's that's motivation. Man, that's yeah. trauma. That's trauma, dude. Yeah. You know, you can you can be hard and not you can be a tough coach and not demean. You feel me? Correct. But you know, everybody, you know, sometimes everybody has their own philosophies on what they think is best. I totally agree. Um, for us, for 
all who's listening doesn't know about the Simone Biles uh, situation and how she um, withdraw from a competition because of her mental illness. Um, that was a big deal. And, you know, she had got a lot of hatred for that. And um, she still ended up coming back and winning a bronze uh, after she got acclimated and everything. But, um, but yeah, no, nah, I totally agree with you. Um, go ahead, Corey. Yeah, man, this is a tough one. Uh, it's kind of, a, in, my, in my opinion, a fine line that we kind of walk when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, so on, on one side, you know, as an athlete, it, it's tough because so much of the game, this, every single sport, it doesn't matter what it is, so much of the game is mental, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, they say it's, it's 30, 70 when it comes to mental versus physical. Sometimes they say 60, 40, whatever it is. But so much of the game is mental. So I think as an athlete, you're expected to deal with so much um, when it comes to, you know, the the heckling and the boos and the trash talk and all that. And to Theo's point, you know, with social media these days, like that just amplifies all that because now you're, you're surrounded by all that constantly. Um, and it gets to your, your psyche, you know what I mean? It hurts your ego, you know, you read the paper, you see the headlines, you, you get the comments on social media, all that. Um, but at the same time, like, it's you're expected to deal with that, especially as a professional, um, mm-hmm. and especially when it pertains to people making money, uh, making lots of money off of this. Unfortunately, I think that's a part that you're just kind of expected to deal with as part of your profession, you know what I mean? When it comes to dealing with the interviews and dealing with the haters and dealing with the crowds, um that's that's a part of what you're paid to do um and at the end of the day you know when you're making money off of these these sales and these these views and off the endorsements or whatever it is i feel like there's a a point where you can't only reap the benefits when you want to you know what i mean like you also have to reap some of the other things that come with it the negativity Mm -hmm. But like mm-hmm. I said, there, there's two sides to it. When it comes to like the Simone Biles uh, situation, for example, that's different because she didn't step away for the simple fact she couldn't handle it. She stepped away purely for her health. Um, and when it comes to something, and I know it's, it's funny because people probably don't think of gymnastics as a dangerous sport, but gymnastics is an extremely dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the air several feet. You're doing spins and crazy stuff that the body's not naturally meant to do. And her situation specifically, she said that she was in midair and lost track of where she was. And to me, if, if that's me, if I'm in midair and I don't know where I am and I open my eyes and I know that one wrong landing, even with that padding underneath me, one wrong landing could ruin my career. Mm-hmm. I need to step back. You know what I mean? When when my safety is at risk, I need to step back. Same thing, you know, on a football field. If I'm not fully paying attention when I got grown ass men <laughs> running me down, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Running, running a 4.0, uh, 40, you know, 300 pounds chasing me down and I'm not mentally in it. I need to step off that field. But once again, like I said, it's a fine line and I hate to kind of teeter along it, but there's also a point where you have to find that place where you can lock in. You have to train yourself mentally to lock in when you're tired, uh, when you're being heckled, uh, when you know you're not hundred percent, you still got to lock in because that's a part of what the greats do. Um, yeah. And I, one one last point before I, I kind of end this rant, but uh, shout out to Joe because he brought it up in our group meeting, which I think was an excellent comment. Is that some of the best athletes in the world and in history? I think you have to be a little bit crazy. You yeah. have to be a little bit crazy to be the absolute best because it's not natural for someone to spend that much time dedicated to a game. I think at the end of the day, with all this money and all the glory that the athletes forget that they get, 
I think we forget that this is a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to dedicate, mm-hmm. you know, time away from your family, away from your friends, 24-7, traveling and this and that and your body and all you put it through, you got to be a little bit crazy to deal with all that and still focus. Um, so it's, it's a double-edged sword, honestly. It's a double-edged sword, and I hate to kind of walk that line, but I think it's just there's a very fine line in the sand between where it comes to protecting your mental health versus also being mentally tough. Uh, yeah, you guys both made some really great points. Um, I think, uh, when we were younger, you know, in our respective sports, cause we're all, you know, athletes here, um, everything was easier. We were great at what we did because it was easier. Things were simple. The game was fun and we were good at what we did and we got the war rewards for it and, end up doing great things, getting scholarships um, and helping us through college. And, and, and that was, it, it was what it was. And Theo, I know you took it to the professional level and, you know, it was like reading, reaching that ultimate goal almost. Um, but when it, when we get older, things start to get a little bit more complicated. It's not as, it's not as fun as it was when you're just playing willy nilly and, things of that nature and you're just playing free when you're thinking about like this is a a job or this is like you're playing representing a school or representing somebody else other than yourself um things start to get a little bit you know weird um but it's just it's the nature of the game um it's the nature of the drive. It's the nature of the the grind in in that sport as well, too. Because um, all the sports that we respectively played are very, very mental games. Um, especially when it comes to golf. There's no teammates you deal with. You're just yourself dealing with a lot of different obstacles um, that you have to endure. And it's just, you know... Every thing, every shot that you make is worth X amount of dollars, especially on the professional, professional level. Right. I mean, one stroke that you make is worth a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. And if you make a bad shot, like that's it. That's why it's, that's why it's like you see the people that are out there today, they have to get special help when it comes to playing on tour. They get sports psychologists. They get, they pretty much, hypnotist like I know because I I had to do that when I was in my prime to get locked in to where I was um you know in my prime in my game so to get things like that to get to that level but you have to also maintain that too (laughs) that's a maintenance thing um and you have to constantly do it because it's hard to just lock in every single time you're in your sport because you may be dealing with something that day something may have happened a a breakup uh, a fight with a friend a fight with something and you have a game (coughs) around that day and something just (coughs) and you can't focus and it's hard to do that every single moment that you play so I respect professionals that, that are able to perform every single day um when uh when they're called to do so 
Um, and is it tough dealing with all that stuff? Yes. But, you know, like Corey said earlier, like, it's it's hard, but it, it has to happen. Um, I think when it comes to people being a part of the one percenters in life that just play a sport um, for money and uh, um, and live great lives, deal with consequences, deal with certain things that they have to be able to um, endure. But you shouldn't do that by yourself. Obviously, when you're going through things like that, I strongly believe that you're going to have, you need somebody, you need a team, you need, either if it's therapy, uh, um, someone to talk to to deal with these issues so that you can be able to perform on a constant basis. But is it going to happen? Is it, is it going to part of the game? Of course, that's the one obstacle other than, other than the game that you're going to have to deal with outside of, you know, maybe the family members, the baby mamas that come around every now and then, you know, the, other stuff that is very controllable, but Dang, you was you was finna have baby mamas, bro. Dang, what you doing? <laughs> this is the plan. No, bro. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> um, uh, but nah, uh, those things happen, bro. But um, I think it's definitely a really good uh, topic because it's um. It's an important thing nowadays, and we don't want to downplay mental health because we've seen so many players come out talk about their mental health, like Kevin Love um, on the basketball side, so many other players that are advocates of mental health and want to bring awareness to it. And um, they go through these things, but I feel like they shouldn't go through that by themselves. I mean, bringing awareness is great, and... Um, and all that stuff, but you need somebody to 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 help you through that stage because I'm sure it's a very tough, depressing moment. And I know you shared, Theo, like it sucks that you had to even go through that um, to even be in that mental state of, of depression because of whatever pressures you were dealing with. But um, it's a definitely a, a definitely a important topic and something that we can just <clears throat> take more seriously moving forward. Um, moving on to our next topic is the NFL season has started, literally starting right now. Um, and it's a very, very exciting season that's about to happen. Um, that's the preseason and um, is starting to unwind. So the question is, who's who's on your radar for this year? Which some teams that made some good moves in the offseason that you think are going to make some noise or are going to be surprises? Or, or who do y'all think is going to be a team to look out for? Well, you, you, uh, you already know where my heart is. Uh, I'm not on four all day. So, you know, I'm rooting for my Jaguars to have a comeback season this year. Uh <laughs> So I already, Cowboys fan? I already got them penciled in for at least a wild card spot. So a wild card spot. Well, I'm not gonna go too crazy now. You know, we're we not gonna you know have wow. a, a ten and eight record, but I, I can see them sliding to the wild card spot. You get but, a wild cat spot. 
Tim Tebow. I got Tim Tebow on the squad, man. Yeah, that's Come the real on, deal. Now. That's the Tim real Tim Tebow finna return kicks. He finna punt the ball. All that. All this nothing he can do. He pray at halftime. It's nothing you can do. All of course, <laughs> but I wouldn't. But, <laughs> but no, nah, but real talk though, honestly, uh, just a couple of teams I'm excited for this year. Uh, number one for me is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm super excited yeah. about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is a show it, prove it year for me for Baker Mayfield. Um, you got mm-hmm. all the weapons around you. Everyone coming into the season fully healthy. Well, OBJ, he, he's getting there. I think he'll be fully healthy by the time kickoff uh, mm-hmm. comes around. But uh, this is a prove it year for them. They went out and solidified their defense. They got all the offensive weapons. So. The ball is in Baker's court, and uh, he can show and prove this year, and the Browns can make some noise. Uh, I think Baker has a big bag coming his way. Um, and then outside of that, man, other team I'm probably really excited for this year. Uh, to be honest, it, it was going to be the Colts, uh, but ever since their situation with Carson Wentz, I, I was really liking – I was looking forward to seeing him come back with a vengeance this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside <laughs> of that, man, as much as I can't stand these damn Cowboy fans – <laughs> they make for a good storyline, bro. They do. Like, yeah. As much as I love to hate them and I can't stand these fans, I find myself like getting antsy when their games come around, and I'm I'm just excited <laughs> to see them bounce back this year. Uh, I love Dak, man. A uh, friend of the show, by the way. I'm really hoping he has a good comeback <laughs> season this year, uh, and I'm excited to watch the Cowboys see if they can pick up where they left off last year before the injuries just really killed them. Okay. <laughs> Theo, what you, what you got for me? Uh, you know, I'm going to always be excited for my Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, hardcore uh, Baltimore Ravens fan, by the way. This is going to be the year that uh, Lamar Jackson learns how to throw the ball. So, <laughs> um, year three, year three, year four. Listen, this is the one, I listen, promise. It's better than Joe Flacco any day. So, <laughs> um, But, no, nah, I'm really excited to see them Tennessee Titans, boy. Mm. Bad mm. boy Julio. Ooh, yeah. He's re-energized and he's playing outside again. Oh yeah. man. Nah, nah, that's a problem. Right. Yeah. Right. And that <laughs> juggernaut Derrick Henry, dude. And look, yeah. as a Baltimore Ravens fan, I hate the fact that they are really our playoff rivals. We just can't get past <laughs> these boys. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. beat us in the regular season. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And we was like, yo, we're gonna get them back. And we didn't. You know what I'm saying? So um <laughs> I really want to see how they bounce back. And um, believe it or not, I want to see the Phoenix, I mean, Arizona Cardinals, bro. Yeah. Arizona, I, I don't, I, that boy, that boy is special, bro. Yeah. Murray's special, dog. He is, man. And, and I feel like, and I feel like, because they, they made, they made a few moves uh, this offseason. Um, and I don't know, bro. I just I just feel like Arizona's gonna do something. I think the 49ers gonna get healthy and they gonna and they're gonna be scary again. But of course, you know, Kansas City. Um oh, yeah. they're gonna do yeah. their thing. That's a given. You know, we just gotta yeah, make sure a, that uh that's all that, that um that when uh <laughs> Patrick Mahomes sees Tom Brady, he don't freeze up again. <laughs> hey man, that boy is like a deer headlights, bro. That's what happens when you see a goat. Hey, that's that's yeah. right. That's, that's a goat. You, as a hope yeah, you see bro. a goat, it's hard to have Tough, clear vision. Yeah, but I mean, there's a, a lot of. I mean, I think the NFL's open this year, man. I think it's open. You know, between it's a solid ten teams that can turn it either way. 
You feel me? Like you never know what Pittsburgh's gonna do. You yeah. never know. For you sure. feel me? Because you know, um, I'm not saying they're gonna mess around and be, you know, back in 2006 or you know 2010, but they definitely shoot you. They always pull some some trick out that you know mm-hmm. some not the hat in that AFC North, which I think is the toughest you know division of football. So I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, I I agree. I agree with you. It's um it's definitely up in the air. I like the Arizona Cardinals a, a lot this year for you know the additions of AJ Green, John James Conner. Um, they're getting a lot of uh, other pieces back with uh, Chandler Jones, all that stuff. They're gonna be a really good squad. Right. However, my team that I'm picking to make a lot of noise this year. Is gonna be the Los Angeles Chargers. I like the Los Angeles Chargers a lot, and I'm also gonna have a stretch and say this. And I think Justin Herbert is gonna be a potential MVP candidate. MVP. Wow. Sophomore year. That type of a season. Yes. Have that type of a season. If you didn't pay attention to when Justin Herbert started in his season, he had a great rookie year, right? He got he got lucky with Tyrod Taylor, um, them trying to kill him after week two, sticking a needle in his heart, and just from there said, "All right, I'm gonna take y'all, I'm gonna take y'all somewhere offensively that y'all never been to." Um, it like he he had a season that was really crazy, and um, I think that he's going to be one of the top premier quarterbacks. Um, he had he's gotten he's got a great receiver in Keelan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, um, and also added Jared Cook this year. So that's a really good, reliable tight end. Um, Austin Eckler's camp came back. Uh, this year, um, and he's really healthy. Hearing a lot of good things about him in training camp, and there's gonna be a uh, another receiver that is that is gonna be part of his repertoire. That I don't really want to say um, for fantasy purposes. Uh, oh wow! But, but um, I I think he's gonna be a sleeper pick this year. And um, and you know what? I'm I'm excited about the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think everyone should be put on game. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they go to the playoffs this year. That's how good their season is going to be. Oh wow! Yeah, they got Darren Dur- James coming back off an of injury. They got right. a lot of good pieces coming back. Um, Joey Bosa is going to be healthy on defense. Right. Them boys are about to be awesome stuff, boy. Dorian James from the uh, from the crib too, so shout out to him. Um, but hey, so that's how I'm you looking, feeling. That's how I'm feeling. Los <laughs> Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, obviously, I got my guys. Uh, obviously, what Tom Brady and them boys are gonna do? They're gonna clearly make a run for it. But. The Los Angeles Chargers, boy, are somebody that are the team that I'm just really excited about. That's the only LA team I'm excited about, by the way. You ain't Not excited about Rams. that boy Stafford? No. 
I'm with you on that. No, not at all. No, Stafford is. I mean, no, no, no. They didn't leave it at that. Nah, we'll leave it at that. that. No, I believe in the Stafford. Nah, I think the the Stafford is. uh, He is what he is. Uh, He gonna gonna be back in warm weather. It's about to be. It's about to be Georgia all over again. Hop on the bandwagon, Georgia. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm good. I'm good on Stafford. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, They're not going to be the team in L.A. Right. They're not going to be the team in L.A. Um, So that's how I feel about it. Bucks are obviously going to do their thing and uh, make some noise. But, hey, that's what I think. Hey man, them Jameis Winston workouts got me got me nervous. You know what I'm saying? This is the year now. This is the year. Don't get me started on Jameis. Table. This is the year. Hey, Jameis. Backyard. Exactly. Got me trying to twist my hip out of place. I'm like, hey, Hey, y'all remember that that uh, football game, backyard football? Yeah. He looked like he's doing them little tutorial drills in that video game, man. <laughs> hey, we, we gonna be eating W's all year. That's all I got to oh say. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm ready. I'm hey. ready. This year. Hey, Jamie. Hey, don't sleep on him now. He made. Oh. He got. He he got the LASIK. He got the so, LASIK and he got a squad. Come on now. Yeah, as I'm saying. So oh, he got the LASIK. I believe. Yeah, him. I believe bro. Him. The LASIK. As I'm saying. So we can't. We can't just be too. You know what I'm saying? Giving him all this crap because Jameis gonna probably shock the world on some of y'all hey. boys. But then Ooh, again, I, I did hear, I did hear that uh, Taysom um, Hill may start at least the first couple. I mean, weeks. that ain't gonna last too long. Nah, nah. Jameis is starting week one. I promise you that. Taysom might be starting preseason. Jameis is starting week one. Yeah, that ain't season. gonna last too long, bro. No. Yeah, okay. We'll see. I mean, hey, bro, that boy Cason can't play NCAA 2014 football in the NFL, bro. Nah, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> not forever. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you can't do that all season, bro. <sighs> true. True, true, true. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, but now we are getting to a part of our show where we start doing trivia questions. So, um, hopefully, this is going to be NFL edition. Um, oh, since, you know, we're going to go straight. We're transitioning out of the NBA. So, we try to, you know, do it at the times. This is what was going on now. So, NFL edition. This is a throwback question. Um, in 1993. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> What NFL team made the offseason trade for Joe Montana and Marcus Allen? Was it A, Kansas City Chiefs? Was it B, Oakland Raiders? Was it C, San Francisco 49ers? Or D, Denver Broncos? If you know football, you know about Marcus Allen and Joe Montana. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Marcus Allen was the uh, the line line uh, the defensive end, right? He was a receiver. Oh uh, no, nah, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm with you on that. Hey, uh, I think I want to say they're two years old. I don't know. I want to say Kansas City Chiefs. 
All right, go ahead, Corey. What you think? Was the because I know 40, 40 49ers is one of the options in there. 49ers is one of the I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with San Fran. I honestly don't know. I, I was two years old when this happened. I don't know. I was still sucking <laughs> on the titty at the time. I have no clue. Are you talking about no titty too? Clue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, let's see. Yeah, no. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. So Theo, ah, you were right. That. It was a yeah. great guess. Okay. But you were okay. right. You were right. You were right. Um. All right. This may be an easier <laughs> one. Um, what team was originally named New York Titans? Originally, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, the Kansas City Chiefs, or the New York no, the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with uh, Tennessee, bro. Uh, nah, it can't be Tennessee because I know they used to be the Oilers, Houston Oilers. Uh, I know the Jets have been around for forever, but the Giants have too. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets, though. New York Jets used to be the New York uh, Titans. Okay. That was for the Titans. New York Jets, you're correct. Hey, okay. New York Jets, you are correct. They used to be called the New York Titans, which is weird. Um, All right, 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Oh, this is a competition. Yeah, oh, it's one one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always a competition. It's always a competition. That's what I said. What you think? I ain't gonna get better get right. I'm, um, hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. Now, now this one, now this one. You should know. Okay. What team won three Super Bowls in the 90s? Was it A, the Cowboys? Was it B the 49ers? Was it C the Broncos or was it D the Patriots? Uh Cowboys. Hmm. This is a walk off for me. I already know. First What's of all, that? look look at who's asking the questions. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got to do with Brady, that's the answer. Patriots D. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it was the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Come on, Corey. That was easy. When's the last time the Cowboys won a championship? They won all. They won five. Not since I've been born. I don't know. <laughs> hey, all in the 90s, my guy. Tom Brady oh, since I was born. That's all I know. <laughs> Theo, you won the, the trivia competition. Congratulations. Congrats. it. And um, I appreciate you being on the show, man. This was this was a fun episode. Um, talked about a lot of good stuff, man. So I definitely appreciate you hopping on with us. Nah, I appreciate you for having me, bro. It was fun, dog. Yeah, good man. Show, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Definitely gonna start trying to do live streaming soon. So it's definitely gonna be the last time. Hey, bro. Just let me know, man. You already know <laughs> how to get in contact. Yes, sir. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Y'all, y'all listening to another episode of From the Nosebleeds. Peace out. Yes, sir. That's a wrap.